Hello, Stu. Hello, Glenn. Of course, certainly I know that that's why I go to to uh, Twitter. It's Joy Reid. Yeah, me too. Me too. She makes me sweat, though. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh. She brings the pressure. She is so hot. Her, she's in fuego. Her, her opinion is just so sexy. It is just great. And uh, for people like, uh, you know, people like me that, that look at Joy and go, wow, and you start to sweat, you should have sweat block. Sweat block. Sweatblock.com. Uh, sweatblock.com. Uh, use the promo code Beck and save 20%. It's not just a deodorant and antiperspirant. It is really, honestly, a miracle. If you are out working outside and you're sweating all the time, mm, try sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Beck right now. It is unlike anything I've ever tried before. Get 20% off promo code Beck. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A new blueprint for society. I'm going to take you uh, someplace, I think, unusual uh, in history. But I want you to listen to this carefully and understand that it is rhyming with many things that are happening today. Give me 20, 30 minutes, and you will understand the world in a different way as we introduce you to the concepts, some of them, in the new book, Dark Future, which came out yesterday. Thank you for picking it up. Let's go through it in 60 seconds. So our sponsor is Relief Factor. George wrote in from Oregon. He's a garbage truck driver. It means he spends 10 hours a day sitting with very limited movement. For the longest time, George's problem was his right knee would swell under these conditions, causing immense pain and stiffness. He wasn't sure what he was going to do. Uh, George, I mean, I would consider moving away from Oregon, but if that doesn't make the swelling stop, then maybe you should try Relief Factory. He said he did because he just couldn't quit his job. He heard about Relief Factor, decided to give it a try. He was amazed to find out that within a few weeks, the pain in his knee had become so manageable that he barely noticed it anymore out there on the truck. And he's there today enjoying his job. He found Relief Factor. He got his life back. So did I. Please try Relief Factor. Just try it for three weeks. It's the quick start trial pack. If it's not working for you in three weeks, it's probably not going to. But just check this off of your box. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. And they're people just like me. It's Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. I want to take you back to 1941. A short man with a cane is led into a gas chamber. Following him is a man with spina bifida, another in a wooden wheelchair. 
There were so many. After the screams, the Nazis just incinerated or buried the dead in mass graves. The uniforms they were killed and buried in had a black triangle sewn to the left breast. The road to the greatest atrocity in human history had been paved decades in advance. Much of it started in the West and in America. Germany, under the Third Reich, began forced sterilization programs for the disabled in 1933. As the Nazis believed that the disabled were a waste of valuable resources, merely more mouths to feed that it couldn't afford. Through the propaganda machine, which involved the movies, newsreels, widely circulated posters, the Nazis fostered the idea that the disabled were to blame for the economic recession that had blighted Germany since the Treaty of Versailles decades earlier. The Nazis depicted disabled people as burdens on society, as freaks, as useless eaters, as people who just had lives unworthy of living. Germany's forced sterilization program of the disabled in 1933 was not the first of its kind. The United States had been doing it for a long time. We had compulsory sterilization laws covering the disabled in various states in 1907. Eugenics, the science of improving a population by controlling breeding and culling, was also enormously popular in America at the time. Sterilization laws also appeared later in various European states in the 1920s and 30s, which include Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, Estonia, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia, Lithuania, Latvia, Hungary, Turkey. However, in Germany, propaganda was followed by a swift and deadly action. 1939, the T4 program began. Euthanasia centers were set up across Germany and Austria, sometimes being housed in secluded country houses, sometimes in hospitals, always run by the doctors and nurses. The program continued till the end of the war. Disabled people were gassed, killed by lethal injection or via starvation. It's estimated that quarter of a million to a million disabled people were killed during that time. Now, the five identifiable, uh, identifiable steps which the Nazis carried out, the principle of life unworthy of life, was coercive sterilization. That was the first step. To get rid of useless eaters. May I ask, isn't sterilization one of the biggest, oh, I don't know, flaws or benefits to transgender compassion care? Aren't we mutilating and sterilizing people right now? Are we not sterilizing our children because remember, that's just step one, coercive sterilization. But is it coercive or is it propaganda that is leading so many to the table and the knife? Then they uh, followed that with the killing of the impaired children in hospitals. Hmm, wait a minute, hang on. Didn't I just read in Canada that if you're a depressed teenager, 
If you go to your doctor and say, I want to commit suicide because my life is unworthy of living. Then they'll give you the death cocktail and you can commit suicide. Wait a minute. That's strange because the doctors and the nurses first do no harm. The doctors and the nurses in Germany were the ones responsible. I'm sure they're not connected at all. One thought is completely different than the other. No, but wait a minute. Hitler himself said killing of the unworthy was the compassionate thing to do. And this is compassionate care. Oh, well, don't think about it too much. They moved from the killing of the impaired children to the killing of impaired adults, mostly from mental hospitals and centers, especially equipped with carbon monoxide gas. You know, why use a secret hospital killing room and hidden trucks that are just using carbon monoxide when in Canada you just if you feel your life isn't worthy or if, if you're for instance um what was that story i read recently about the uh, the canadian veteran that just asked the va if she could get a a stair lift they said they couldn't help her but they could help her with suicide drugs yeah well all of this project was extended now, but I mean, we're just talking about, right? We're just, I mean, it's just, that's Germany. That's Germany. And okay, so they killed, but it was mainly about Jews, or, or was it? I mean, if you look at who was rounded up, the Red Triangle, that was a political prisoner. That was somebody who was against socialism. It was somebody against what Hitler was doing, fascism. So, let's see, communist, anarchist, Gentiles who assisted the Jew, trade unionists, Freemasons, they got a red triangle and they were gassed, green triangle, convicts and criminals. But the green triangle was great because they were, if you were a convict and criminal, especially if you were a violent one, you were put in charge of, uh, of the Jews in your area. And uh, they wanted the most violent and the most... Uh, heartless to be in charge in the inside blue triangle foreign forced laborers and immigrants uh then you had the purple triangle primarily they were jehovah witnesses over 99 percent, as well as members of other small pacifist religious groups so if you didn't want to fight they needed to get rid of you pink tri triangle primary homosexual men uh, and those who identified as such at the time bisexual men trans women sexual offenders as well pedophiles zoophiles many in this group were forced uh, into sterilization then there was the black triangle the black triangle deemed asocial elements or work shy so like for instance you don't like to work all that much or maybe because you're mentally ill or mentally disabled then you get the black star but you also got the black star um meaning you were stupid uh, or autistic or schizophrenic or epileptic uh, or an alcoholic or a drug addict or a vagrant or a beggar or a pacifist or a, a conscription resistor or a prostitute or a lesbian 
or somebody who is just disabled, disabled with, you know, diabetes. I mean, who has that? These people were usually rounded up and shot or thrown into the gas chamber. Now, that, that's what was happening in 1938. It's weird because in 1910, we were doing things over here on sterilization in America because we had we had concluded that Mexicans and other immigrants with large families were a drain on the state services, but they were also out reproducing the Protestant white stock. These ideas fit into the broader context of immigration issues during the Great Depression in the 1930s and heightened immigration control at the U.S.-Mexico border. Isn't this, wait a minute, that, that was the progressive eugenics movement, early 20th century progressives. Huh, those, so those were like Woodrow Wilson. Huh, and they, they, so maybe they were the ones. I'm beginning to see how... The Democrats are only projecting onto people like me or you that don't know any of this history. They know it very, very well, um, mainly because it's their history. It's their history. We're entering a time now where science is our God. And this could get very dangerous. You know, we, we thought that we were only fighting people who wanted to keep black people enslaved. But no, we really weren't. We were fighting people who were looking at their own race and saying, we're superior and everything else must bow to us. And, and we know. Well, how did they know? Well, they just knew. We're just, you know, we know. We're smarter. We, we, well, how would we would they would have rounded us up if they were. Mm -hmm. Totalitarianism, eugenics, euthanasia, very deep roots in world history. Plato specifically endorsed murdering weak children in favor of the strong. Well, they're strong for labor, but they're weak in the head. So what happened? How did this, how did we go from, well, I, you know, I just know, God tells me, to eugenics in a new scientific era? Well, you might want to think that this is all over. It is not. In chapter six of my new book, Dark Future, I talk about a new blueprint for society. Oh, and you're going to understand a new blueprint even better in just 60 seconds. This new blueprint. Wow. You're going to love it. All right. Uh, that is from Dark Future. It's available everywhere. You can go to glensnewbook.com and uh, grab it there if that is easier or wherever books are sold 60 seconds and we return right back to the uh, program let me tell you about p-mobile uh every time you look at your uh, phone and you take it out of your pocket you're reminded by the fact that you're doing good in the world by using it no probably not probably you don't even probably think of that but if you did it would probably be like 
You're giving money now, part of your bill, to leftist causes, things that work against you. You are donating by paying your bill to uh, Verizon and all these other places, most likely to things like uh, Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responders. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service team. They're waiting for you right now. You can keep your phone, keep your number, too. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. 878-PATRIOT. 10 seconds. Station ID. So here's what happened. We codified. We codified something. Um, and that is that there is a superior race. And we didn't do it. Science did it. Darwin did it. Yeah, there are subspecies. And, uh, you know, there's evolution. And some, some species just not evolved as much as others. And then uh, you had Francis Gal- um, uh, Galton. He was the guy who came up with the word eugenics. And so it was January 4th, 1873, that um, Galton wrote, uh, or sorry, Darwin wrote to Galton, and he said this, With savages, the weak in body or mind, they're soon eliminated, and those that survive commonly exhibit a vigorous state of health. We civilized men, on the other hand, do our utmost to check the process of elimination. We build asylums for the imbecile, the maimed, the sick. We institute poor laws, and medical men exert their utmost skill to save a life of everyone to the last moment. There is reason to believe that vaccination has preserved thousands who, from a weak constitution, would formerly have succumbed to smallpox. Thus, the weak members of our societies, civilized societies, propagate their kind. No one has attended to the breeding of domestic animals would doubt that this must be highly injurious to the race of man. It's surprising how soon we want of care or care wrongly directed leads to the degeneration of a domestic race. But, excepting in the case of man itself, hardly anyone is so ignorant as to allow his worst animals to to breed. So this is the beginning now of saying we should sterilize people. And again, totally unlike what we're doing to our children with transgender. That's just they just know that they are a man or a woman. And uh, that's and, and they're not ashamed. Well, teachers are a little uh, ashamed to just open up that door and say, hey, mom and dad, do you know this is a pretty important decision? No, no, no. Right to the sterilization table. Strange, isn't it? It's almost like doctors and nurses and teachers have done this kind of thing before. The fact that the very poor and reckless who are often degraded by vice almost invariably marry early, while the careful and the frugal who are generally otherwise virtuous marry late in life, so they may be able to support themselves and their children in comfort. Thus, the reckless, degraded, and often vicious members of society tend to increase at a quicker rate than the provident and generally virtuous members. 
in the eternal struggle for existence, it would be the inferior and less favored race that prevailed. Less favored race. So what do we do? Well, he suggested great lawgivers, the founders of the beneficent religions, the great philosophers, the discoverers in science, aid the progress in mankind at a far higher degree by their work than anybody else. It is the selection of the slightly better endowed and the elimination of the slightly less well-endowed individuals and not the preservation of strongly marked and rare anomalies that leads to the advancement of the species. Well, this brings in Margaret Sanger because she loves it. She says, we are paying for and even submitting to the dictates of an ever-increasing, unceasingly spawning class of human beings who never should have been born at all. Every single case of inherited defect, every malformed child, every, every tainted human being brought into this world is of infinite importance to that poor individual, but... It is of scarce importance to the rest of us and all of our children who must pay in one way or another for those biological and racial mistakes. The generation has already begun. Eugenicists demonstrate that two-thirds of our manhood of military age are physically too unfit to shoulder a rifle and too feeble-minded and irresponsible. They are defectively bred. And this vicious cycle of mental and physical defect, delinquency, beggary is encouraged by the unseeing, unthinking sentimentality of our age to populate asylum, hospital and prisons. All these things the eugenicist sees and points out with a courage that is entirely admirable. Sterilization of the insane and the feeble-minded and the encouragement of this operation on those afflicted with inherited or transmittable diseases with the understanding that serialization does not deprive the individual of his or her sexual expression, but just renders him incapable of producing children. Oh, oh, so, so wait, so they can do whatever they want sexually. We just want to make sure when they die, they die. Because two thirds of the men in our society are really too enfeeble and don't have any value. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I have uh, one more quote uh, for you that I think might blow your mind uh, and take you right to today. American Financing, inflation is destroying our spending power right now. Money is becoming less and less valuable all the time, and it is forcing us to change the way we handle our finances. So what can you do to protect yourself and your family and get ahead? Believe it or not, that's an easy one. Give American Financing a call today and get the, get that free mortgage review that I've been telling you about for years now. You could learn about a custom loan that might fit your budget a lot better. This is the kind of thing that American Financing specializes in, helping people just like you to get out from under high interest debts and find freedom. American Financing, a family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you. They're saving people like you just $700 a month. I mean, that's on average. Wouldn't that be helpful? American Financing, 800-906-2440. Do your own homework, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. 
Dark Future is available in bookstores everywhere. You can get it online at glensnewbook.com. And don't miss blazetv.com slash glenn. The promo code is will not be censored. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're talking about, about the book, Dark Future. Uh, it is uh, the new book that uh, I wrote with Justin Haskins, and it is uh, what is coming and what is coming through technology and the idea of superiority of the intellectual. Uh, there are going to be, in their own words, millions of useless people without any power with military, without any political or economic value. They are a useless class. That's usually, uh, that doesn't usually work out well. And when people start using the same words that have been used before or describe the things that have been used before, you should take them seriously. Just why I'm trying to remind you of some of the things that have been said in the past so you recognize them when you hear them again and you will see them in dark future. George Bernard Shaw said, we should find ourselves committed to killing a great many people whom we now leave living and to leave living in great many people who we at present kill. We should have to get rid of all the ideas about capital punishment. A part of eugenic politics would finally land us in an extensive use of a lethal chamber. A great many people would have to be put out of existence simply because it wastes other people's time to look after them. The moment we face it, frankly, we are driven to the conclusion that the community has a right to put a price on the right to live in it. If people are fit to live, let them live under decent human conditions. If they're not fit to live, kill them in a decent human way. It's a wonder that some of us are driven to prescribe the lethal chamber as a solution for the hard cases, which are at present made uh, the excuse for dragging all other cases down to their level. And the only solution that will create a sense of full social responsibility in modern populations. He's the guy who came up with the idea of a gas chamber. Now, I want to take you to one other person, and then we're going to jump to today. And I want you to listen to this carefully, because many people will deem this as a prediction come true by the futurist H.G. Wells in the 1930s and 40s. I contend it is a warning to us today as well. H.G. Wells he said, the dominant men of a new time will find in themselves, it must be remembered, I'm not speaking of man as whole, a desire, a passion almost to create and organize, to put in order, to get the maximum result from certain possibilities. Now think of this. Why are we driving to this new technological world? Because it will put things in order, things that are not understood. And the world is getting so complex that it's getting confusing. So we need AI to put things in order in a cold and an efficient way. He says these men will be artists in reality with a passion for simplicity and directness and an impatience of confusion and inefficiency. Have we seen that impatience with anyone else? Have we seen impatience with 
for instance, our Constitution, which intentionally slows things down. We have to move faster. We need something more efficient. This is a dusty document of the past. He says, it's manifest that a reconstructed ethical system will give very different values from those given by the existing system. Are we having a change in values? Has anyone noticed that? The ethical system of these men of the new republic, the, ec- the ethical system which will dominate the world state. Wait a minute. So now we're talking about a prediction of an ethical system being introduced that's different than the common ethical system that will dominate a world state. He said it will be shaped primarily to favor the procreation of what is fine and efficient and beautiful in humanity, beautiful and strong bodies, clear and powerful minds and a growing body of knowledge and to check the procreation of the base, the servile types, the fear driven and cowardly souls. All uh, that is mean and ugly and bestial in the souls, bodies and habits of men to do the latter is to do the former. The two things are inseparable. In the new vision, death is, is no inexplicable horror anymore. No pointless terminal terror to the miseries of life. It's just a simply a end of all pain. The pain of bitterness and failure. The merciful obliteration of the weak, the silly, and the pointless things. I'm reminded of Ray Kurzweil telling me death will end by 2030 because you'll just be downloaded. And what is death? Death is meaningless. No pointless uh, terminal terror. Hmm. For a multitude of contemptible and silly creatures, fear-driven and helpless and useless, unhappy or hatefully happy. Boy, I can think of a lot of headlines right now that would classify a lot of people as all of those things. Who are just living their lives in the midst of squalid dishonor, feeble, ugly, inefficient, born of unrestrained lusts, and increasing and multiplying through sheer incontinence and stupidity. The men of the new republic will have little pity and less benevolence. The men of the new republic will not be squeamish either in facing or inflicting death because they'll have a fuller sense of the possibilities of life than we possess now. They will have an ideal that will make killing worthwhile. The preeminent value of sexual questions in morality lies in the facts that lives, which will constitute the future, are involved. So in other words, the only thing that is moral about sex or immoral about sex is because you're creating a child. Hmm. If that's not involved, we can disassociate this relationship from this issue. Then sexual questions become no more importance than the morality of one's deportment at chess or the general morality of outdoor games. The men of the new republic will route out and eliminate, I'm sorry, will route out and illuminate urban rookeries, all places where the base drift to multiply. They will contrive a land legislation 
that will keep the black, the yellow, the mean white squatter on the move. Childbearing shall cease to be a hopeful speculation for the unemployed poor. This thing, this euthanasia of the weak and the sensual is possible on the principles that will probably animate the predominant classes of the new time. It will be permissible, and I have little or no doubt in the future it will be planned and achieved. I contend that is that could be almost the mission statement for the World Economic Forum's plan. There is in my new book, Dark Future, a new blueprint for society. And it's all about taking these just brilliant minds that know better than you and chart out a new blueprint for a new republic. And it's wonderful. And what they've done is first, they, they have to get rid of all of our history. In an influential, this is uh, on page 218 of Dark Future, in his influential series of essays titled Literature and Revolution, Trotsky wrote that under a collective approach to society, the human species, the coagulated homo sapiens, will once more enter into a state of radical transformation and in his own hands will become the object of the most complicated methods of artificial selection and psychophysical training. Trotsky further said this transformation, which is entirely in accord with evolution, will inevitably result in a completely form, new form of humanity, one that's greater than the present, shackled from the humanity living today, unshackled from the limi- li- li- uh, humanity living today. They talk about all of these new tactics. Common Core was one of them. This, the common core idea of a literate person in the 21st century, differs fundamentally from the conception of a human person that inspires classical education, a more timeless and transcendent view of human nature. In the classical vision, a human person has a soul that needs to be nourished, and it needs to become enduringly good, true, beautiful, as expressed in civilized man's greatest achievements in literature and art and politics and science. Classical education also equips children with the time-tested intellectual tools to navigate the world. Common Core falls short in both respects, in building a solid foundation of cultural knowledge and in teaching practical skills. Instead, it serves up cumbersome process requirements wrapped in obscure jargon. Pullman further notes that Common Core kills stories. Listen to that. It kills stories for school children, in part by recommending that children read progressively less fiction and more informational text as they go through school. Pullman reports Common Core even suggests assigning sections of the U.S. Code and other technical documents that do nothing to help kids become well-rounded people. Common Core does not mention or does mention elements of cultural knowledge that are central to classical education, but it mangles them. For instance, it is selectively quoting quotes of uh, the Bill of Rights and then recommends blatantly biased secondary materials to interpret it as racist or a sexist document. The list for high school students on book reading includes The Bluest Eye 
a Toni Morrison novel featuring graphic descriptions of pedophilia, incest, and child rape. Perhaps the most notable recent example of this strategy is the educational materials included in the New York Times infamous 1619 project, which are being used in thousands of schools across the United States, Washington, D.C., including Chicago and New York. Okay, so what is all of this for? You have to get our kids to stop thinking. You have to get them away from traditional uh, values, traditional thinking of the way the world works. You need to, if you can, sterilize them at the same time or make sure they're having sex with each other as the same uh, gender. So that way they're not having children either. Then you have the new idea, the new blueprint introduced. That is what you will find in Dark Future. Part two of The Great Reset. You don't have to read The Great Reset to understand the second. Um, it does help, but you don't have to. Dark Future. It is available wherever books are sold. You can get it now at glensnewbook.com. That's glensnewbook.com. Sponsor of this half hour is Car Shield. If your car is no longer covered under its warranty, you know what that makes you do, right? It, it makes you beholden to car mechanics. That's what it means that whatever they'd like to charge you when your car goes kaput, they're they're going to charge you and you have to pay for it. Because what else are you going to do? You're going to go out and I'm going to buy me a new car. Really? Not a pretty situation. Car Shield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget and covers more parts than ever before. You can also count on Car Shield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price today. Car Shield dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I have. Call Car Shield today at 800-227-6100 and save 20% on your plan. Lock in your price and it will never go up 800-227-6100 carshield.com slash back save 20 percent. this is the glenn back program We're on the doorstep of the fourth industrial revolution. If you don't know what it is, uh, it is going to gobble you and your family and everybody you know up. Uh, Everything is changing. The economy, society, where we live, how we'll live, how we work, absolutely everything. And the people who are really setting the table and making the plans right now, designing our future, are the ones sitting in Davos at the World Economic Forum. We've told you about the Great Reset. Yesterday, the Senate listened to experts on artificial intelligence, and they sounded, well, uh, have you ever seen the, um, seen the look on the face of a deer when headlights shine in their eyes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chuck Schumer said, well, we're in chartered territory. This is one of the hardest tasks Congress has ever faced because I don't even know how to use an iPhone. <laughs> That's gotta be, yeah, 
It's going to be great. Would you like to join me tonight, our Wednesday night special? I'm giving you a preview of what you'll find in the book. It is an inside look at our dark future, what's coming, what they're designing, and how you can prepare. Don't miss the Wednesday night special tonight, Blaze TV, and on my YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Uh, we will tell you that this we know is going to be demonetized immediately because we're going to break some of the rules. Uh, we're going to actually use words that we're not supposed to use, like great reset. So please help us and become a subscriber at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored and get $30 off your annual subscription. By the way, that will be good, too, for what is happening on Friday. We are covering the. Uh, Family Leaders Summit um, and uh, the interviewer for all of the uh, presidential candidates, except for Donald Trump, which really makes me mad. Come on, Donald. Come, come, come. Uh, Tucker Carlson will be there, and he's going to be uh, questioning all of the uh, presidential candidates. So this will be the first event, and we'll be covering it all day on Friday. Following the event around six o'clock Eastern time, I'm joining Tucker on the stage for an exclusive one-on-one interview, and that will only be for Blaze TV subscribers. You don't want to miss it. BlazeTV.com/slash/Glen promo code will not be censored. You'll get thirty dollars off, and you'll get tonight's special, and you will get Friday's day-long special and the uh, exclusive interview with Tucker Carlson and I from Iowa. On the Friday back program. Let me tell you about uh, a new credit card. There's a new credit card that uh, keeps you out of all of the big banks that are contributing to things like uh, La Raza, Planned Parenthood. You know, believe it or not, some people are still donating to the Clinton Foundation. Some of the banks are. Um, this is a credit card for a parallel economy. It is spelled C O I G N, like. Sovereign is spelled, but it's coin, coin, C-O-I-G-N. It's the only conservative credit card gives you freedom to support the causes uh, that match your values. Unlimited cash back rewards, world class theft and fraud protection, the ability to align your dollars with your values because coin donates to conservative causes. Coin. Learn about it now at C-O-I-G-N coin dot com slash blaze coin dot com slash blaze. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. There is an interesting article today. There's a few of them. One is that the BRICS nations have come out and said, "Hey, we are we're getting ready for a new gold-backed currency that could be a world currency reserve." And um, 
the people in the press are saying, oh, don't pay attention to it. It's not going to be anything. It's it's no big deal. Dollar? Everybody loves the dollar. It's about to have a real party, and it won't affect you at all. Don't listen to those people. Carol Roth is with us, former financial investment banker. She's recovering now, and uh, she's become a Wall, uh, a, a Main Street person as opposed to a Wall Street person. She is the uh, current author of the book, The War on Small Businesses. But next week, her book comes out, You Will Own Nothing, which is a great book to buy in tandem with mine, Dark Future, which came out yesterday. Carol Roth joins us. Don't worry about what bricks currency who's even heard of it oh a lot of people won't but you will next this let me tell you about mantis x i'm gonna see how good of a shot i am i haven't shot a bullet out of my gun for probably year and a half maybe two years which is really not good but i have been using mantis x uh you know we left King Charles, or was it George, or does it matter? Uh, we left the British monarch, and one of the things we said is we're going to keep our guns because we weren't allowed to have guns, and it's pretty hard to fight British without guns. Oh yeah, but they had a big ship, and and then and and then they had those big rows of people in red, and and how are you going to fight that with their big ships and their red outfits and their guns? Uh-huh. Well, we just want to be able to keep one over the fireplace, if you will, just in case things get happen. You know, things can happen. Um, I want you to know, though, it is you have to take that as a real responsibility, and every good gun owner knows that. It's incredibly expensive now to fire your gun. Gee, I wonder why that is, government. Mantis X is there. It is a high-tech, easy-to-use system widely used by the military and helps improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to your firearm, connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then, whether you're firing actual rounds like I am today or dry firing practicing, it will give you instant feedback on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And and more importantly, how to connect correct the technique whatever it is you're doing wrong it is really amazing oh i'm just looking at blaze tv and it's showing oh it's showing my scores Mm. it's like having a firearms instructor right in your front pocket it is going to save you a ton of money start improving today mantisx.com that's mantisx.com carol roth welcome to the program how are you I am doing well, Glenn, and I just want to say congratulations to you on the launch of Dark Future. I, I have. I wish I could Thank see you. you because I would hold it up. I have it in my hot little hands, and I know people have been, um, you know, looking forward to this. I've had the opportunity to read the entire book. It is amazing, and the way that you were able to connect central planning to emerging technologies and talk about the dark future. It, it just, it almost invoked like a new dark ages for me. And I, I think it's amazing. If anybody has not yet bought it, please buy it now. Carol, um, it is, uh, I think it's hard for people who are listening to the mainstream media to connect to the thoughts of uh, this dystopian future that these people are actually working on. They, they just think, oh, that, that'll never happen. And that, that's the problem 
every single time. Well, nobody's ever going to fly planes into airplanes. That's ridiculous. Or planes into buildings. That's ridiculous. Nobody's ever going to round up Jews. That's nuts. I mean, every time the insane thing happens, it's because nobody paid attention to it early on and said, stop. It's true. I mean, I think that's a bit of human nature that, um, you know, humans tend to not be proactive. They tend to be reactionary. And so they would prefer to try to clean up messes than to prevent them. But I also think that, you know, just the fact that we have been living through this unparalleled uh, period of prosperity where the American dream has been alive, our lives have been really good, I think it's very hard to take yourself out of that situation, particularly if you're somebody who hasn't done a lot of travel, hasn't done a lot of study of history, and you're reading the mainstream uh, media, which that the corporate press is just running cover for all of these elites all the time. So it's That's easier crazy. for them to just buy into this than to really see the very clear signposts and trajectory of the rhymes that are happening with history and do what they can to prevent it from happening again. So in my book, Dark Future, we talk about new digital currency, and it is not um, anything like, uh, you know, Bitcoin. And people think of, oh, CBDC, oh, the government's going to introduce a new digital currency. A, they either think that's never going to happen, or B, ought to be like Bitcoin. It's neither of those things. And the BRICS countries have just come out just last week. We know they've been working on it for a while and said that they are going to be releasing a digital currency that is backed by gold. What does that mean for the average American? So this is a lot for people to get their heads wrapped around this whole idea that the, the U.S. dollar, which has been the global reserve currency, which is the primary mechanism for trade and which has given us so many benefits, you know, again, it's hard to imagine that that won't be there. And it's also hard to imagine the repercussions. So I did my best. I created like a, a little a little word for you, a little acronym plus for you, Glenn, about this. And it's called yeah. acid reflux. And if you think about acid reflux, not only is it uncomfortable, but it's actually destructive to you. And it's destructive to you a little bit at a time and then all at once, right? It, it, causes, it causes issues. So the ACID is an acronym for Access, Contraction, Inflation, and Desperation, and then Reflux is a separate piece. So do you want me to walk through each of those? Yeah, let's go. A for uh, ACID, uh, A. A for Access. So this is Access. Access. Yes. So a dollar that has less purchasing power means that there could be a shift away from international transactions. It could mean that there are new trading blocks and alliances that the BRICS decide to trade amongst themselves and to exclude the U.S. from very critical things. So this means that, that things that you take for granted that are just going to be there in your life, it could be mundane things or it could be very critical. It could be components of medicine. It could be things that we need, um, you know, to coatings for, for military parts, parts of, of fin, uh, components that go into goods or finished goods. Those things we may not have access to or maybe much more expensive. So that's the access. Okay, so, so tell me access. You know, we went through COVID and we're still having some access problems how much different would it be if the dollar uh, has a competitor and it's a successful competitor 
Well, it depends on the the emergence of the block, and obviously that could happen in, in different ways. But to the extent that this this block really gets going, and they decide that they're going to use this currency to trade amongst themselves, and the U.S. doesn't want to participate in that because they don't want to encourage that. You know, that could con- you know, say, well, you know, we're just not going to export these things to you, which is very different than, hey, we're having challenges exporting these things to you. So this could, uh, you know, again, w- w- there's a range of outcomes here. It could be a little bit. It could be a chaotic intermediate period, or it could be just we don't have access to that because we haven't done the things that we need to to make sure that we have those components here in the U.S. or amongst our current alliance partners. So A in acid is for access. C is the next letter, and that's contraction. Contraction. So if you think about the competitors emerging and the dollar having less significance, um, less people want dollars. You know, they don't do. They they are not able to buy as much. We have less access to capital. We have higher borrowing costs. And this all leads to sort of economic contraction, which means fewer jobs. It means that with higher borrowing costs, that, that, that's harder for companies to retur- re- achieve a return on investment. So guess what that means? That means lower stock prices, which means your 401ks go down, which means state pension plans go down. And, you know, we have this overall contraction in an economy that we're used to seeing on a fairly regular basis continue to expand and provide more opportunities. It means that we are now moving in the other direction. And that, again, for the average American could impact the ability for you to earn a living or you know, anything that you have invested in a risk asset could be mean that, that those are worth less in the future. Okay, so access contraction, contraction. I is inflation. I- Inflation, and obviously we have been living through you know this this cost of living. Um, you know the CPI came out this morning. It's still high, higher than we want, and obviously it compared to a very high um, month last year. So so on a, a net basis over the past few years, we're just you know getting crushed by inflation. Um, but especially with contractions, um, especially with you know the fact that that oil is not you know not necessarily going to be fully priced in dollars anymore. If you have the, these BRICS countries who now maybe are able to trade in other places and that becomes more expensive, whatnot, um, you know, that means we could have anywhere again a range from you know three, four, five percent inflation a year, which maybe on a headline doesn't sound as that bad, but on a compound basis, just a, a little bit higher than we want compounding every year. And if your wages don't keep pace because of the contraction, that would just absolutely decimate the middle and working classes purchasing power. And then obviously, you know, on that spectrum, the worst case is that you get very high inflation. And we obviously know that the destruction of that, um, particularly, you know, the, the differential between those who hold assets um, versus those who, who have fewer assets or just trying to, to save for retirement or, you know, pay their way or living paycheck to paycheck. So it's, a, it's more destruction and a huge transfer of wealth, obviously, to have continued inflation. So this doesn't sound yet like a Venezuela situation. Well, again, range of scenarios, and we're, we're getting, we haven't gotten to reflux yet. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So that's where all this right. all comes together. <laughs> so okay. the D is acid, the acid, Hang on, acid is the acronym. We've done A for access, C for contraction, I, inflation, 
Then we have the final letter D for desperation, and then we get to reflux. So let's do desperation. So desperation is at the government level. So the government is obviously becoming desperate, and they're becoming desperate to finance their expansion, their continued expansion, um, because the costs of, of doing that has now gone through the roof. If you no longer have interest in buying dollars, nobody's buying the Treasury securities in order to have the security to convert easily into dollars. That means there's less demand. That means the price for, for that goes up. And it just be, continues to be a higher cost of government financing. And the interest that they have to pay for financing starts to crowd out other spending. So their desperation leads them for you to either more taxes, fewer government promises kept, and or them continuing to print money, which, you know, obviously, as we've talked about before, leads to more debasement of the purchasing power of the dollar and more inflation. So that, you know, that is and, sort of a, a, a really bad scenario as well. And the, the last three, the CI and the D, are perfect times to announce a new global CBDC. Because you have less access to capital, let's just print some more. That'll cause more inflation. Uh, the government is desperate. Let's just print some more. And if we have that CBDC, their theory is they'll be able to control uh, the uh, inflation rate by controlling every penny that is spent and how it is spent. Correct? Yeah, so I love that you and Dark Future really nailed this tie between you know the, the central planning, the desperation, um, and technologies like financial technologies and CBDCs. Because you know if you think about the Fed right now and their attempts to control inflation, um, you know they want to destruct demand. They don't want people to spend, and so you know they're trying to do the things that they can in terms of raising interest rates and, and whatnot. But what a cool tool it would be if they could actually just stop you from spending directly because they have access to your money and they can shut it off. And, you know, again, 10 years ago, this may have sounded completely insane, but the fact that we've lived through what we have lived through over the past few years with COVID policy and we see these shifts happening, um, I, you know, I think that there's a really good case to be made that they would they would sell this, you know, as always, oh, this is good for you and get you to oh, buy yeah. in to that, you know, you would want to be a part of this because I can control inflation, not being super clear about the way that they would control inflation. So can I yeah, talk about the reflux? Exactly right. Uh, not yet. Let me take a one minute okay. break and then we'll come back and talk about the reflux piece, which I guess would, uh, you know, will be a little less uh, optimal, you know. I'm just saying. Jerry wrote in about his dog's experience with Rough Greens. He said, I listened to you rave about this product for several years before I tried to, uh, before I decided to try it. Then I got the trial bag. That was more than enough to see the results. I needed to continue purchasing more. My dog is playing and running again, and I could tell a huge difference after only the second feeding. It does give them more pep. It really does. Now, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on their food. I think it's crack, but it's I've read there's it doesn't say crack in the ingredients and they would go to jail if they didn't put crack on the ingredients. Um, but dogs absolutely love it. And it does give them more energy and I think a healthier life. Folks at Rough Green, so confident your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Just go to Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. They're going to give you your first trial bag for free. Just go to Glen 
833-GLEN-33, 833-GLENN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. So when all this stuff happens, we both agree that the CBDC, the central bank digital currency, which is an abomination. It's not the, you know, mark of the beast, but it would be the technology that the beast would use, I think. Um, It's going to save us. So it'll be pitched to us like a good thing. And that probably is really important when the reflux happens. Tell me about the reflux. All right. So we had acid, access, contraction, inflation, and desperation. The reflux means that when there is a shift uh, from the U.S.'s standing, from the sole superpower to, you know, maybe just one of a handful. I mean, it's not that, you know, that the, the BRICS currency is now all of a sudden going to mean that there are no dollars ever used. I mean, we still, still are a huge economy, but they, they, there is now a multipolar world order, or there isn't U.S. dollar hegemony anymore. We can't do the things as the United States of America that we used to do. We can't use economic sanctions. You know, we use, we lose our standing. We lose other benefits to kind of get our allies to go along with, you know, what it is that we want to do. And so the government may feel even more desperation and inclined to go into a a scenario like war as a way to have a financial reset in order for them to, you know, try to get that, um, that power back. Because if you remember, every time we've had a change, a major change in the global world reserve currency, the global superpower, it has been preceded by war. Every war doesn't bring it about, but every time we have had one, it has been preceded by war. So that's where the reflux would really happen, is if there's this desperation that, hey, we want to, um, you know, to, to hang on to this power, we can't affect change. And so, so, you know, either because of that and or because of the, you know, the general desperation of our financial situation, that we need to find a way to try to get back on top. So that would be the, the, the absolute, that reflux piece. And obviously, I think everyone can, can kind of understand the implications that would have on their lives. And, and certainly, we don't want to see that happen. So I feel like that's sort of the, the best way to encapsulate what could happen if we see a real, true competitor here and the dollar continues to not only lose reserve status, but you know, this potential BRICS currency is really about international trade, um, which you know, sort of begets the need to, to have dollar reserves and shifting that landscape. So, you know, it's interesting, if you know anything about history and the Fabian socialists, this is exactly what they planned uh, in World War One, uh, they wanted a war. They didn't think anybody, you know, they didn't think the amount of people that would die would die. Um, they thought it would be quick, but it would reset everything. And it would even knock England out of its uh, special place and start to redesign the entire world. And it did. It moved all the money to America. Uh, all of the gold uh, was here by World War One, and by 1930, the world was beginning to understand, and certainly by 1940, that we had all of the power. It's not going to take that long. Um, you know, I, I I used to have a list up of all the things that had to happen for a great change to happen, and the last thing on it was war. 
because usually they plan for changes on great, great wars. When they sense there's a change coming, you're right. The last thing that happens or the next thing that happens is war. Carol, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Your new book comes out. You Will Own Nothing. It is a great companion to the book Dark Future. And if you buy Dark Future, you'll see most people buy it alongside with hers. You Will Own Nothing. They're both available wherever you get your books. You can go to glensnewbook.com. All righty then. Error. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. One of the things I'm proud of in my career is that I don't recommend things that I don't believe in. I don't need the money. I don't need the uh, advertising. I'm blessed in that, uh, at least right now. They have done so much damage to uh, my brand, if you will, for George Soros for so many years. We wondered if we could ever stay in business. But because of you and because of fearless sponsors, um, I can pick and choose. And there is actually a waiting list to come on this program. It's insane. Relief Factor is one of those companies that I did not take for several years because I didn't take it. I didn't believe in it because I wasn't willing to try it, honestly. I didn't think that um, an in, in inflammation reducer would actually work. I'd been to the Mayo Clinic. Are you kidding me? This hodgepodge of flowers and seeds and oils, please. It's all natural, and it changed my life. Please just try it. ReliefFactor.com. Get out of pain. 800, the number 4 Relief. 800 for Relief. ReliefFactor.com. The new book is Dark Future, Uncovering the Great Reset's Terrifying Next Phase. It's available now, everywhere, and at glensnewbook.com. Ah, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Wow, there is a there is a great review out uh, from Yahoo News. Uh, Glenn Beck misleads on climate report and meat consumption. Did you read this, Stu? I did, Glenn, and I was interested because uh, it says in the story uh, that, of course, there's you're lying about all sorts of things. We'll get to here in a second, but. Uh, it says they reached out to you for comment, but a response was not forthcoming. No. And did you know when can we expect the response to become? Oh, it's forthcoming. It's forthcoming, it's forthcoming now. Now it's, on the radio yeah. is where now. it forthcomes. Now on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's, it's forthcoming. Mm-hmm. It's imminent. That's good to in know. It's forthcomingness. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. fascinated by this uh, particular critique of your work, which is mm-hmm. lengthy. Sure. Sure. Uh, it mm. is, uh, it goes through all the details of what you said in a particular, I guess they, yeah, yeah. This, they're talking about a, I don't know, what is it? A TikTok or something. Somebody posted a TikTok or a reel, um, about a, a clip from one of your shows talking about what's going on part of the things that you're talking about in dark future and your critique of the world economic form and their, their, mm-hmm. their vision for what is ahead for yeah. us. And yeah, in some it, of their targets. Yeah, you talk about how um, the plan for 2030 from the World Economic Forum was that your family will eat zero amounts of meat and zero amounts of dairy. Each person will mm-hmm. be restricted to 2,500 calories a day. Each family member will only receive three new items of clothing per year. Now, that's a yeah. pretty yeah. radical accusation. That's and a crazy 
Well, it is. It's a pretty crazy yeah. accusation, and you would need to su- to have something to support that. You can't just make something like that up. And I was surprised yeah. that, you know, if he would have nothing behind that. Of course, in the article, they they show exactly what the supporting material is. <laughs> Right, which is something. Yeah, but they say it's they say it's no big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just. Can we go through this? Yes, please. A report published in 2019 states that humans will only be permitted. This is their reporting. Will only be permitted to buy three items of clothing a year, and will be prohibited from buying or consuming meat. The WEF, an international non-governmental organization, meets annually in Davos, Switzerland, is a frequent target of online disinformation. It previously debunked claims that the group wants to ban eggs and force people to eat insects. Rumors of meat and dairy restrictions are uh, inaccurate, according to the WEF, which has no authority or governments or policy. While the World Economic Forum is contributing uh, to reflect about how to, sus- how to sustainably and nutritiously feed a growing population, our organization has no plan to restrict people's nutrition. Okay. To support his segment, Beck cites a June 2019 report from C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group titled The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 Centigrade World archived here so they give you the link the group a global network of nearly 100 mayors working to combat climate change has a page on the wef website linked here so they're not saying the document you're talking about is not a real document they are telling you that it is a it is a real document it is a real organization it is mm-hmm. a climate group and it is a hundred different mayors are involved in putting all this mm-hmm. together for the climate Right. And it is part of the WEF website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, I mean, it's hard to find the conspiracy there. Uh, in 2017, I'm quoting emissions associated with food were, est- uh, were estimated to account for 13% of total consumption based emissions across C40 cities, says the report, whose stated goal is to inspire practical action. Roughly three quarters of these emissions stem from consumption of animal-based foods, with the remaining 25% from consumption of planet-based or plant-based foods. It says, the study, a collaboration between the C40 cities, uh, erupt and University of Leeds, modeled how five different food-related interventions would affect the progression of global warming. The report includes both progressive and ambitious targets. For 2030. Hmm. Is Sarah Palin involved in this? Is she targeting again? That's I learned that was a very dangerous word. What do they mean by targets, Do That's mm, very, very dangerous. Uh, targets an interesting word, yes, because they are critical of you and, and, and your analysis of this, where they say the, uh, the, the stuff you're talking about, zero meat consumption, zero dairy consumption per year, is in the tar- in the category of ambitious target. Now, okay, this is the the, the scenario: mm-hmm. zero kilograms of meat and dairy consumption, a limit of twenty five hundred calories per day, and zero household food waste. That's their target, as described in the hyperlink they provide to discredit me. Yes, and the target 
It, it's an interesting word. We we know it as a store now. That's where that's it's mostly used, or uh, some uh, threat by uh, Sarah Palin against um, some congressional candidate years Somebody. ago. But actually, it means other things as well. Uh, an really? objective or a result objective. toward which efforts are directed. So huh. an ambitious target would be an ambitious objective toward which efforts are directed which kind of seems like essentially what they really want to happen if they're ambitious (laughs) and they get everything they want this is the thing they want right that's what this would mean in this context uh, but only only zero kilograms of meat and dairy consumption a year and a limit of 2,500 calories per day and zero household food waste. The study also includes an ambitious target of limiting new clothing items to three persons, uh, three per person per year. But those numbers are not policy recommendation. This report does not advocate for the wholesale adoption of these more ambitious targets in C40 cities. Rather, they're included to provide a set of reference points that cities and other actors can reflect on when considering different emission reduction alternatives. Uh, wait, hold and on. Long term urban visions. That's not mm-hmm. at all what the definition of target is. That's not at what? all. It's not a, it's not a, uh, this is what could happen if you did this thing. And look, scientific reports do that all the time, right? They'll say like, oh, well, if you were to happen to cut this by this percentage, this is what would happen. That's not what this is. Right. This is a, a, an ambitious target. They're, when you're at an archery range, you are shooting for the target. You are trying to hit the middle of the target, the bullseye of the target. Ambitious, so in other just words, hitting the target at all might be, but might be fine. But ambitiously, you'd like to hit the bullseye. Okay, so wait a minute. Are you saying that if I'm I'm out on the shooting range and there's a target, mm-hmm. but there's also in between you the arrow and the target, mm-hmm. there's like a bunny rabbit and uh, maybe a person. Those might be possible suggestions but it not necessarily the target the target is what you're aiming for if you've ever seen a target store glenn you'll see a giant target people you aim for the center of the target it's a little bullseye logo that's what it is i'm not sure i get this okay the group confirmed the report is an analysis of consumption-based emissions in c40 cities and not a plan for cities to adopt it's up to individuals to make their personal lifestyle choices including what type of food to eat and what time of clo- what type of clothing they preferred uh we reached out to beck for comment but a response was not forthcoming it's no it's happening right now the wef leads the g20 global smart cities alliance on technology governance and initiatives aimed at ensuring responsible and ethical use of smart city technologies but the 2019 climate report makes no mention of smart cities which have been the subject of numerous conspiracy theories Through the WEF-led Alliance, 36 cities are pioneering projects to improve access to amenities and plan for forthcoming technologies such as autonomous vehicles. Beck also references a 15-minute city urban design philosophy, which is attributed to Carlos Moreno, a computer scientist and interpreter at Paris's Sorbonne University. Moreno said the concept aims 
to face our up to our ecological, economic and social challenges by reducing car use and commuting times. Never have there been proposals for restrictions. On the contrary, this is an opportunity. More choice, more services, more desire to thrive in one's neighborhood with with uh, still having the choice to go where you please. Really? That's wonderful. That's amazing. Mm. Because I know when I live and do something that maybe global warming people disagree with, they are always into my free choice. They are always into my choice of saying, I'm not going to recycle. They love it when people say that. They oh, love yeah. it. I'm going to drive a big fat SUV and I'm going to leave it running outside because I want the cold when the air conditioning because I'm just popping inside for a minute. They love that choice. Love it, love it, love it. And it won't be a choice anymore because, as you know, all the car companies are stopping the combustion engine completely. But that was right. never a po- They never made a policy no. to stop that, Glenn. They never had a policy no. on that. No. Of course, it was just a are, bunch of ambitious targets that just happened to say, are, we want to wipe out the combustion <laughs> engine, as written in freaking Al Gore's book in the late 80s or right. early 90s. But that was just a target. It was just it was an just ambitious a suggestion. Target. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's Don't all look it is. at it at all. Yes. Thank you. Mm. You know, if let me ask you, if uh, the the writer of this uh, Yahoo News report, um, I wonder if if I got on the air and said, "Hey, I'd like to round up all the Jews." I wonder if they would say, well, Glenn Beck, he's just oh, a loud mouth mm-hmm. on the radio. He has no power. You know, uh, it's just he an ambitious no target power. of his. He has an ambitious right. target to commit genocide. It's not necessarily it's a not policy. it's not going to happen. I mean, sure, right. he it's hobnobs with people who, who do have that power all the time. And we all the only reason we know the name Davos at all, unless you live in the area, is because we all know there's a massively important meeting where really powerful people gather to talk about this stuff all the time. But of course, they're not implementing policy. Why would it be important for you at all to even know about this ambitious target he has? Look, if I was gathering just a ski, let's say it's Snowbird, mm-hmm. with a bunch of people who were like-minded, but they all were extremely powerful, and I was giving them a speech, I'd have like uh, Klaus Shiv. Okay. Yes, my name is Klaus Shiv. And his father was a Nazi, okay? And he was saying... At the Snowbird Resort, uh, what we need to do is round up all the Jews. Would they say that Klaus Schwiv has no power? He has no power. And forget about his Nazi dad. I mean, he's, they're, they're skiing up there. And all the leaders of the world who are signing on to documents that are saying, hey, Jews aren't so great. Don't worry about that. Would the writer write that this was nothing at the ski lodge and that Glenn Beck just had an ambitious target and no one should pay attention to it? I think not. No. I don't think think so. I mean, personalize this a little bit here, Glenn. Like, if you went to Tanya tomorrow and you said, you know, I have an ambitious 
Target to hook up with 23-year-old prostitutes all over the city of Las Vegas this weekend. Now, of course, they they would have to accept these particular arrangements. I don't have any power to force them to do these things. It's just my ambitious no. target to hook up with all these I'm prostitutes. Not, right. uh, I'm sure and she'd I'm be not fine with prostitutes. it. Yeah. I don't know any prostitutes right now. Right. It's just a target. I'm just going That's to Las Vegas is. where it happens to be. There's lots right. and lots of prostitutes, but you can't. It's just an ambitious target of mine, so you shall ignore it, uh, wife. I'm sure she'd, yeah. she'd take you up on that one. Tanya would be, yeah, she would say, oh, my husband doesn't have any power for prostitutes. And in some ways, that's very true. (laughs) But the desperate prostitutes. I want to tell you about a hero and his family, uh, Marine Corps Corporal Seth Rasmussen. He was one of the five Marines who were tragically killed in a training accident when his Osprey aircraft crashed in California. 21-year-old Marine, gave his life in the service of his country, survived by his wife and their infant son. Within days of Rasmussen's death, the uh, Tunnel to Towers Foundation reached out to his widow to let her know that she and her son would be receiving a mortgage-free home. Can you imagine? What a relief that is. Tunnel to Towers. They take donations from people just like you, and Avery and her son aren't going to have to worry about whether they could, where they have to live or how they're going to do or how we're going to pay for it. This is what Tunnel to Towers does. And they've helped over a thousand military and first responder families during their most difficult parts of their lives. And again, it's because of people like you. Would you donate $11 a month to make this happen? $11 a month at Tunnel to Towers, T2 t.org that's t the number two t.org the glenn back program sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We are uh, live from the Standing Rock Ranch. You know, Stu, I was thinking, you know, one of the things that that uh, that uh, article should have really focused on was mayors, because this is an idea from 40 mayors. So it's the, you know, yeah. uh, the mayor of podunk virginia who cares what that mayor is doing yeah right? i looked up the towns there's nothing big here you know seoul south korea melbourne oh well that's sydney phoenix Sid- warsaw phoenix seattle berlin seattle. buenos aires huh. oslo okay. portland beijing houston oh bogota huh. tel aviv karachi shanghai Mumbai. But no place in America. No. No place in America. Like San Francisco. No. Okay. Oh, that's there. Istanbul, Copenhagen, yeah. Milan, Montreal, Hong Kong, Madrid, oh, okay. Rome, and I kid you not, Glenn, Wuhan. 
Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I mean, that's perfect, right? Wuhan, New York City, Chicago, on and on and on and on. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor. It is Patriot Supply. Um, According to the USDA, a ton of our annually planted crops in the breadbasket states are not going to be harvested this season due to extreme weather conditions and a worldwide fertilizer shortage. But no big deal. Eat some bugs. Yes, eat the bugs. Or go to My Patriot Supply. Save big on each four-week of emergency food kit that you need for your family. Everybody should have at least four weeks of emergency food. You can get it at My Patriot Supply. Each kit is packed with delicious energy-boosting uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. Everybody's going to love them. You uh, can get them now before the emergency comes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Get massive savings before the deadline and before I place my next order because I like them. Um, You'll never forgive yourself if you let your family down. Don't do it. Get it now. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Boston and Barcelona and Philadelphia and Los Angeles and Lima and Miami and Singapore. Wait, wait, are you still listing the the mayors of new smart cities that are just targeting zero meat uh, and animal consumption by 2030, and three pieces of clothing, you know, per person, tiny, per year. Tiny towns like Beijing and Mumbai, just mayors of those little tiny okay. towns. Those, it's a okay. little, a little hamlet uh, you may have heard of called Beijing. Right. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. right, and DC, mm-hmm. and DC. Oh New yeah, Washington and- DC. There's no influence there whatsoever. In New right, York not- City. Have you heard of? Have you heard of New York yeah. City? Um, but, but the I, good news is Los Angeles is safe. Los, no, Los Angeles is on here as well. They're, they're oh, here. They're, they're here. What as well. is a 15-minute city? We're talking about the dark future that is being planned, but only planned by mayors of 40 different cities. Don't worry about it, says Yahoo News. Glenbeck is full of it. Dark future. 15-minute cities. We begin with my co-author Justin Haskins, the author of, uh, of many books on socialism and the Great Reset, my co-author and co-author on Dark Future. We join him in 60 seconds. Yeah, Mumbai, who even listens to Mumbai? So recently, several million sets of driver's license were hacked online through a popular file transfer service. That means that, you know, maybe your name, address, social security number, your birth date, oh, and your driver's license number, and uh, a lot more came out and was for sale to the highest bidder. That's always great. Your security from people who want to rob you is kind of important, and it's even more important online, where everything you do 
and everything you have is online. Don't wait for somebody to steal your personal information and identity. Start protecting yourself from it right now. Prevent all identity theft? No, you can't do that. But you can get the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BACK. First year, 25% off. Promo code BACK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Again, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Justin, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, congratulations on a, another uh, bestseller. Probably will not be a New York Times bestseller. They couldn't let that happen. Well, they, they'll last... throw us on the end of the list. We'll be at the very end. Whatever the last book is or the honorable mention. Like... They've got yeah. honorable mentions right. on that. Maybe we'll get onto that. <laughs> right. Uh, I think we were like ten or 20,000 copies ahead of number one on the New York Times list last time. And they put us at number fifteen. Yep. So it was like fourteen or fifteen. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Now, what, one of the yeah, I can't remember. I think so. it was the last book. I think it was a great reset that you at one point had six times the amount of sales as the book they put number one. Yeah. Six oh yeah. It's, times. Okay, that was it. That this was, was it. at six the height times. of the sixteen nineteen project thing. That sixteen nineteen mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we really had no chance. Yeah. We, <laughs> we're true. white guys. No, no chance. <laughs> There's no hope. Yeah. There's no way they're putting two uh, white guys ahead of sixteen nineteen. That's not happening. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> so uh the dark future is out. It's a bestseller already. We urge you to get it. Get it in um hardback if you can afford it. Um the uh it, it it is very important, as you will understand when you read Dark Future, you don't own anything digital. So everything that is digital, unless you burn it to a hard disk, you don't own. Uh, you're only leasing it. So when they say, buy Glenn Beck's book now, and you're downloading it, you don't own it. It can be removed uh, you know, at, at the whims of anyone. I hope that it never gets there, but I wouldn't put it past anyone especially if the things in dark future, which are well-sourced and all footnoted, come to be true. Um, the uh, audiobook is really... Justin, I don't know if you've heard the audiobook yet. I have. That's my preferred I way d- of listening to the book, actually, or to reading oh, the book, yeah, okay. is it? listening to you tell it I, to me. Yeah, I took some liberties. Uh, took some liberties there. I know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really very funny. Uh, but uh, it'll help you get through all of it. So you can listen to an audio book. But please buy the hardback, even though I make more money on audio. Just so you know, I think it's important to have it in a paper form. So, Justin, uh, we were talking about 15-minute cities. And Yahoo News came out and said yesterday... Glenn Beck, he's a conspiracy. He says that these people are going to want to make sure you're not eating meat and only 2,500 calories a day and, and uh, only buying three pieces of clothing. And it's, that's just a target that 40 mayors have come up with. And we just gave you the list of the cities. It's not like, you know, uh, Jim Bob Joe down in Arkansas. No, it is the 40 biggest cities in the world. Right. And they say, this is nonsense. Yeah. Tell me what a 15-minute city is. So the concept of a 15-minute city really was popularized by the World Economic Forum. The same people buying the Great Reset, the same people pushing the dark, the, this dark future and the great narrative and everything that we talk about in the upcoming book. The idea is they want to redesign cities so that the residents in the cities 
can do everything in their lives within a 15 minute walk. So not 15 minute driving, actually walking. And the point of it is to is basically to deter people from driving. Now, it's not just because whenever this comes up, the first thing people do is they yell conspiracy theory, just like they did with this Yahoo News article, because they'll say, well, we're not we're not forcing anybody. We're just designing the city so that it, you know, it's possible. But then when you actually start listening to the things that they're saying, it's not just that they're making the city so that you can do it by walking 15 minutes. They also put in all of these provisions to, you know, coerce you into only living, you know, walking within a 15 minute, not driving your car anymore. Oh, they're just, what do you mean coerce? They're, they're just, they're suggesting to you. They're oh. not taking away your right. Oh, okay. I'm going to read to you very, a very short excerpt from The Guardian. In the title mm. of this article, which was published, I think, last year, it specifically calls this a conspiracy theory. So they're saying this is a conspiracy theory. This comes from the article itself, though. Across the UK, councils are installing barriers to limit car traffic, limit car traffic to main roads while encouraging residents to walk, cycle, and make use of local amenities. The idea is to reduce pollution while making streets safer and more livable. The schemes, though, have split opinion. In Oxford, the council is going further than most to tackle worsening congestion on its medieval roads. Six electronic traffic filters are to be tested in a six-month trial. Private car drivers will need a permit to pass through between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., those without one will face a penalty charge of 35 euros, rising to 70 euros if it is not paid within two weeks. So, yeah, they're not technically, you know, throwing you in jail if you drive past the barriers that they're building to main roads for during the hours of whatever, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. But what they're going to do is fine you for doing it. So the idea is let's just punish people. And then when they were pushed so, further about this, they said, well, they could always bicycle outside of the 15-minute zone, and then there won't be any Oh, penalties. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How Amsterdamish of us. Uh, so, you know, I was just in Oxford, and Oxford is a medieval city. Medieval city. So, you know, back in medieval times, there weren't a lot of SUVs, okay? So it is... There are very narrow streets, uh, and it is very small because people, I think, were about the size of hobbits at the time <laughs> and uh, when they built the city. And it is a very walkable city. Now, I didn't see any supermarkets or anything else, but I'm sure you could go every day like my grandmother used to or my great grandmother used to when she, you know, lived over I don't know, wherever dirtbag country she came from. And, uh, you know, would walk to the store to get fresh tomatoes every day. Um, but th that's not the way the United States of America is. You go to most cities. I mean, I'm, I'm right now, I'm in this very small town of about 500 people. We have one store. You want something, you, you better hope that it can be found at a gas station. Then you go to the next biggest city, and that's 5,000 people, and you're not getting everything there. We, we don't have everything. And that's probably a three-hour walk from here. This is, this is unlivable. And what they need to do is then move people from here 
into those kinds of cities. So we get to live on top of each other. This is never going to work. Never. No. It, it, well, I mean, it will work from their perspective because they don't care if your life oh, yeah, is yeah. inconvenient. Right. And that, that, that doesn't yeah. matter to them. But the idea yeah, they'll, is... They'll tax you out of your homes. Yeah. They'll tax you out of your homes and your lands. It, without a doubt. The idea here is to control people. And, and they'll say it's for the environment and they'll say that it's necessary for that reason. And why should people walk 15 minutes beyond where they live if we can give them everything that they need within that 15 minutes? Again, it's this whole concept of elites. They're smart. You're dumb. You're the stupid sheep. And they're going to lead you in the right direction. And all of these policies from the World Economic Forum, these targets which are not conspiracy theories, but are actual plans published on their websites with coordination from government officials. It doesn't get more official than that, I don't think. Uh, all of these plans have that same theme in common. They, the elites believe that if they just had more power and control, the world would be a much better place. So just stay in your home. You can walk around a 15 minute area. If you need to leave, we'll find you, unfortunately. And that's the world that they think we all want to live in in the future. And they are reimagining the police. Now, let's hear me out on this. What does it mean to reimagine the police? They've wanted you to think that it's just a bunch of psychiatrists are going to go out there and say, hey, why did you steal that loaf of bread? Oh, you had a sad childhood? Just sit down on a couch. Okay, now you're better. You're not going to steal again. That's what they'd have you believe. Here's a reimagining of the police. You steal, you're caught on camera, you're tracked everywhere. We know you did it. You're not leaving anywhere. You lose all of your privileges, okay? You have to do it this way, and the government has to be involved in absolutely everything. Look at what's happening in San Francisco. All of the private vendors, all of the grocery stores, all of the CVS drug stores, Dwayne Reed, all of them, they're all leaving because it's too violent. So who does that hurt? That hurts the nonviolent citizens in that area. So you either have to round those people up or you need to keep them in one locked position. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? They're not reimagining the police. These people will either just be disappeared as they are in China and all of a sudden, it's fine. It's totally safe. But you will also be locked down into your 15-minute city. You can't do it in any other way. You remember, this freedom that we have, our founders all said, it will not work for a religious, uh, an anti-religious or anti-moral group of people. As long as we don't govern ourselves... Somebody always will stand there ready to do it for us, for our own good. Yeah, and I think that there's also an element of the, the left is fine with allowing crises to develop that they know can only be, from their perspective, solved by them coming in and having more power. And I think that there is a real argument to be made that one of the reasons that they are totally fine with letting criminals run rampant throughout many of these cities is that one of the potential high-tech solutions of the future will be, well, if mm -hmm. we had smart cities and we had cameras literally everywhere watching everything that's going on, criminals would never do this because we could watch them from everywhere well, and, and deter them that way and then put them in some special program that re-educate them and make them put them back into society. I think that that 
absolutely is part of the plan. And eventually they realize that doesn't work either. And then they start doing what you said in China, where you just disappear people and they end up in prison forever. And you, you have to go that route eventually. But we've seen that play out over and over and over again. It never works because it's a fundamental denial of human nature. So wait a minute, let me just, I want to go over this again. And I know it's in the new book about how this all comes down, but I'm just trying to get my arms around it. You're saying if you put enough cameras around so you could see everything, you would be able to catch the people. You'd be able to know who they are immediately, right? Right. So if there's a place like, I don't know, what would have a lot of cameras in it everywhere? Uh, let's say the White House. <laughs> and somebody came into the White House and left cocaine in the White House. Those cameras would pick up that person and you'd know right away. Oh, God. Glenn, 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 Glenn. They don't uh, they don't have cameras. The, the elite, the rules don't apply to the elites. They don't have cameras inside the White House. They, I no one knows to the what's White going House. <laughs> No, I well they had the cameras for you. Cameras are everywhere. Well, when you yeah, were there, they everywhere. had the cameras, and then they took them down after yeah. you left. That's how oh, it they works. Took them I down. Right. Oh, okay, all right. Either that, or it does work for the elite because they found <laughs> an invisibility cloak, and so they can never be picked up. All right, more with uh, Justin here in just a second. The name of the book is Dark Future. It's available everywhere. Just get it at uh, glensnewbook.com. My pillow is celebrating their 20th anniversary. You know how Mike Lindell is when he's got something to celebrate. He wants you in on the celebration as well. That's why when you use my promo code Beck, you're going to get the lowest price ever on the queen size my pillow. Regular price is 69.98. You're going to get it now for 19.98 and the king size is $10 more. You'll also find deep discounts and other amazing my pillow products. The uh the sheets, the mattress toppers, pet beds, the towels, my slippers, and a whole lot more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square, and receive Mike's amazing offer, the queen-size MyPillow, for nineteen ninety-eight with promo code BECK, or call 800-966-3117. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. Use the trial period. It's MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, 20th anniversary offers now, MyPillow.com, 10 seconds, station ID. So we are at the doorstep of the fourth industrial revolution, which I talk about in my new TV special tonight. It's dark future. Uh, and I really go in depth to the uh, fourth industrial revolution. How would you explain it, Justin? Well, the, uh, I think the best way to understand the fourth industrial revolution is that it's the, um, the third industrial revolution is the Internet age. And the tech and, and mm -hmm. sort of the emergence of the internet age, the emergence of computers, the fourth industrial the, revolution, it, the infor information and telecommunication age. Right. The fourth industrial revolution is that plus the interconnectedness between human beings and machines. It's a tighter bond between these two things. So humans are not just 
absorbing the information that they're getting in the fourth industrial revolution from the internet and other things they are now it's now they're wearing it they're it's with them everywhere they go they're immersed in it it's it's intimately part of their lives and everything that happens around them and i think that's that's the idea behind it and that can get really creepy and scary when you go further down the road or it can be close to what we have right now it could be really exciting if we know who we are and we know what we value and what rights really mean and what personhood means and what being human means. If we don't understand that, we're in real trouble. Tonight, we're going to talk about the fourth industrial revolution and how it will change everything, the economy, society, where we live, how we live, how we work, how we eat, everything. Yesterday, the Senate listened to experts on artificial intelligence, and they sounded (laughs) old, maybe. Chuck Schumer said in a quote, we are in uncharted territory. This is one of the hardest tasks that Congress has ever faced. Of course, I haven't gone poopy in the potty for a few days because I'm a little bound up right now, and that's another problem that I have. Marco Rubio said, we are, quote, in a transition phase and we must prepare the workforce. (laughs) That's uh, that's an understatement (laughs) of the year. Uh, Progressive governments all over the world have been making plans for AI, quantum computing, the metaverse, central bank, digital currencies, automation, everything that is coming in the very, very, very near future. And they're designing society off of it. And the rest of us are easily a decade behind in the planning for all of this this is covered in my new book dark future and we're going to give you a really great inside look on how all of these technologies will turn the great reset into the great narrative and central control tonight on our wednesday night special on blaze tv we'll give you this preview uh and i don't know i mean we're assuming that we're not going to be monetized we won't make any money on youtube but we want as many eyeballs on it as we can um it might be something that is suppressed hard to find or gone um because we do use words that we know are are no known words like the great reset can't say that can't say that that's disinformation so you can get it at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code. We will not be censored. Will not be censored. Save $30 off your annual subscription. Blazetv.com slash Glenn or my YouTube channel. Get it tonight. More in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Okay, if you think our economy isn't in for a beating, well-earned by the Biden administration, think again. Even during the best of times, I always suggest that you need to secure your money the best way that you can. And right now, these are not necessarily the best of times. So do some homework and see what you need to lock things down. Gold and silver can be a great conservative way to keep what you've worked so hard to earn and save. Your dollar isn't worth a dollar anymore, and it's getting less valuable every day. This week, with every one-ounce purchase of uh, five of their popular one-ounce gold legal tender bar cards, these are great for carrying around. It breaks up a a gold coin by the Canadian Mint into several different uh, uh, units of measurement. 
if you buy one of these cards, you'll get 25 of the silver Mayflower rounds at no cost. Those are great. Never seen a deal like this at Goldline. One ounce gold legal tender bar, you buy it, you get at no cost 25 of the silver Mayflower rounds as well. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. And don't forget blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored for 30 bucks off. This is the Glenn Beck program. Justin Haskins, my co-author on Dark Future, is uh, here. And we are just talking about uh, the EU creating a metaverse. So the government's creating a metaverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Don't you want to live why in the government be... virtual world? No, I really <laughs> doesn't sound popular. Uh, well, it's still in the early. Why state. would the. Okay. All right. So it could be really good. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it could be. It's yeah. apparently on uh, Tuesday, the European Commission created a plan to roll out what they're calling Web 4.0. The idea is to create a metaverse. A metaverse for people don't who don't know is um, it's it's shared virtual worlds that's accessible through the internet. So you can basically live in the internet. Okay, so you have avatars or you have videos of yourself. Sometimes it's virtual reality related. Sometimes it's augmented reality where you wear like Google glasses or something. And it's sort of the mixing of the real world and virtual worlds. And you can live and work inside of this metaverse. Okay, so um, Meta, the the company Meta, which formerly Facebook, they now own face. They they still own Facebook, but now they're called Meta. The reason they changed their name is because they went all in on building a metaverse. But in the European Union, they're concerned because that's a private company, so we can't we can't necessarily trust them. So we need a government created European Union <laughs> version oh of God. the. <laughs> metaverse which to me okay. sounds kind of like being trapped at the dmv yeah. forever <laughs> which is basically hell i'm pretty sure and so the idea behind it is you want to they, they said that the initiative aims to reflect eu values and fundamental rights and create an open and interoperable metaverse an area where it estimates the global market size will be 800 billion euros by 2030 so we're all going to be in it we're all going to be spending money apparently and then this and this is really why i wanted to bring this up this is a direct quote from one of the commission, the commission vice president at the European Union. We need to have people at the center and shape it, meaning this metaverse, according to our EU digital rights and principles to address the risks regarding privacy or disinformation. So we can't have disinformation in the metaverse. That's not good. We want to make sure Web 4.0 becomes an open, secure, trustworthy, fair and inclusive digital environment for all. And there's more and more of this kind of language. So the idea is not just that we want to have a metaverse just for the sake of having a metaverse is we want to make sure there's no disinformation and that there Mm. is no discrimination Mm -hmm. and that there's no racism and other things like that in this world. Right. So you'd think that, go ahead. No, I mean, you would think, yeah, I mean, this is this is how you control society. If people actually start buying into this concept, now you would think, who the heck is going to do this? Like, I'm not going to do this. But if your gigantic corporation that you work for 
says, you know what? We're going to do our meetings in the metaverse from now on. We're not going to do Zoom or something like that. We're going to do virtual meetings inside this metaverse space. Then these kinds of controls are relevant. If you start to see corporations sort of push people in this direction, which makes a lot of sense for them to do because it's a lot cheaper to have a virtual store than a brick and mortar store. It's a lot cheaper to have meetings inside the metaverse than to have uh, places of work. You can't do that because you need 15 minute cities. Now, just hear me out. You need 15 minute cities. So you need people working in the cities and going to those large uh, boxes that uh, everybody has their office in. Uh, You have to do that. Otherwise, the banks would collapse because of all of the mortgages that just can't be paid on the cities in uh, on the buildings in the cities unless you change them into some sort of habitats. Instead of an office building, it's a new building where people can live. Then you could put a lot more people in buildings on the uh, metaverse so they can live in a 15-minute city and they don't have to use any carbon because they're just on the metaverse. That's that's a really interesting thing. If I may, let me share something from... Uh, a guy who should scare you to the to the core. He is the historian Yuval Noah Harari. We've talked about him on this program a lot. He is the advisor to Klaus Schwab. Oh, good, good, good. He is also the co-author of COVID nineteen: The Great Reset. Um, and he talks a lot about what is coming. Now, one of the things that is coming is mass unemployment. Mass unemployment is coming because of AI. And so that will create, according to Harari, listen to this, the biggest question in maybe in all of economics and politics of the coming decade will be what to do with all of these useless people. Stu, where have we heard that before? Mm, It certainly has echoes from our history quite quite a bit. He says the problem is more boredom and how what to do with them and how they will find some sense of meaning in life when they're basically meaningless and worthless. These are his words. My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games as a solution for most, but it's already happening. I think once you're surfu... Super few. I can't say once you're redundant. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You have you don't have any power. So he goes on to outline a transhumanist vision of the future where we have brain computer interfaces to make our uh, our uh, our moving around in the uh, material world obsolete. Uh, Human relationships become meaningless due to artificial substitutes and the poor die, the rich don't. Here's what he says. Transhumanism boiled down to its bones. Now, this is a quote from the guy who is advising the World Economic Forum. Transhumanism boiled down to its bones is pure eugenics. But we call it H plus for better than a human which, of course, is what eugenics is all about. Alarmingly, transhumanist values are being embraced at the highest strata of society. Okay. I just want you to, if you heard the first hour of this broadcast, you know how bone-chilling this is. 
I, if you didn't listen to it, I want you to go back and listen to the first hour of this podcast. Transhumanist values are being embraced at the highest strata of society, including big tech, in universities and among the Davos crowd of globalist would-be technocrats. That being so, it is worth listening in to what they are saying under the theory that, uh, that forewarned is forearmed. He is the leader for Klaus Schwab's. He says history began when humans invented gods and will end when humans become gods. But not all humans, as he makes clear, he says only the non-useless one will go along with transhumanism. This is what you mean by the Great Reset. He uh, goes on to say, um, where is it here? Uh, there's another side of all of this, probably an important one. Harari considers free will a dangerous myth, a point on which neurosurgeon Michael Egnor has taken issue with him. Uh, on the contrary, Egnor argues denial of free will is a, con- is a cornerstone of totalitarianism. Without free will, we are livestock, without the presumption of innocent, without actual innocence, and without rights. But see... Useless, meaningless, and worthless people. Do any of those things come into play at all when you're talking about free will? Why do we care about somebody's free will if they are useless, meaningless, and worthless? This is the kind of really frightening thinking that is happening, and it's the kind of stuff that they didn't have in Germany other than Mein Kampf. And if you read the eugenics journals, and if you were a doctor or a nurse, but everybody thought, ooh, no, it's the new shiny future. And they allowed it to happen because the old system wasn't working. We must not let it happen this time. Please educate yourself and your neighbors. Don't waste time on the people who, you know, don't have any idea what's going on and We'll call you a conspiracy theorist, and even if you present all of the facts, they still will call you a conspiracy theorist. No time to waste on those people. We need 20% of this nation to be wide awake, and the way to do that is, I think, my, my part of it is dark future. Your part is to read it, to understand it, to look at the footnotes, know the information inside and out, and then find people to share it. We need to have 20%. That is a tipping point. If you have 20% of this population truly aware and armed with information, it can't happen. But time is of the essence. I said to somebody uh, yesterday, and I'd love to get your thought on this, Justin. I said, I think, I'm just thinking they said not to say this on the air. <laughs> um, I think we have... Till the election, I think we have three to five years maximum before this is all done and you're you're not turning back. Hmm. Do you agree with that? I think it's entirely possible. 
I, I think I think it's so hard to predict timelines for all of this stuff, which is it's yes. always it's always so difficult. But um, there's this really great. Well, let me just give it. Let me give you. Let me give you an example here. Mm-hmm. We go to war with Russia, and Joe Biden wins. I think it's pretty inevitable. I think it would be. I think the next presidential election, everyone in the universe says this every election. The next presidential election is the most important. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not the most important election in American history. It, it may be like the most important election in human history. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like literally, it, it really is that because of the rapid advancements in this technology. And, you know, one of the things I was skeptical of, and then I went into this, when doing this research with you in, with this book, Dark Future, and we talk about it in the book, um, Ray Kurzweil and his idea mm-hmm. of sort of the, the acceleration of technology and that when you look at the history of the development of technology as technology improves it, it accelerates the development of future technology and so the gap between changes gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller so things keep happening faster and faster and faster and faster and faster people have a tendency to think of diminishing returns so over time as technology develops you know the difference between big gaps gets it's not that big of a deal but actually the opposite is true things happen faster and faster so when you're trying to estimate timelines in a universe where everything is constantly getting exponentially faster and we're seeing developments yes. that were unimaginable 10, 10 years ago. We're seeing that we're seeing that now. A lot of people could not imagine what we're seeing. 95% of people. And now we're seeing it and it's common. ChatGPT is one of those things. There were people who thought that was impossible, really. And now it is it's just there. It's on anyone can go do ChatGPT. And and by the way, it gets faster and faster. Ray Kurzweil did not uh, understand or did not take into account at that time. Uh, things like ChatGPT, where it is teaching itself without us. And the timeline in computer time compared to uh, the timeline in human time is greatly diminished. Um, So it does get faster. Yes. And uh, just one thing, we we put this in the book as well. The timeline doesn't matter all that much. What matters is that we're moving in that direction. Whenever it happens, that's the, it's going to happen if we don't turn things around right now. Right. Thank you so much. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Good Ranchers. You know, a, a lot of what China does uh, is um, bullcrap, right? Uh, American beef, so-called American beef, Chinese bullcrap. That's what it is. Even if it has a little sticker on it that says product of USA, it's not. It's, it's not. It is a game that our government is playing on us. They are shipping in beef. If it is cut here, then it's a product of USA. But it doesn't mean it was grown here. 85% of the grass-fed beef is imported from overseas. Are you kidding me? That's not American. Head over to GoodRanchers.com. We are losing these farms and these ranchers. We have to support them. Use the promo code back at GoodRanchers.com and you'll get $30 off of any box. And with Good Ranchers, you can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat you're putting on your grill and on your plate. 
This is one thing that you can do that will actually help save America, save our ranchers and our farms. Make this uh, summer one to remember by starting it with great American meat delivered to your door. And save over time. As inflation goes up, you've locked in your price. As long as you're a customer with Good Ranchers, GoodRanchers.com. Save $30 off uh, right now, GoodRanchers.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that is happening on Friday that you definitely don't want to miss. Um, On Friday, we are going to be doing something really special. I'm leaving on Thursday, uh, Thursday night, to go out to Idaho and join uh, Tucker Carlson for a broadcast. Blaze Media has teamed up with the family leader to host the first presidential forum of the 24 primaries. And the forum is going to be moderated by Tucker Carlson. It's his first public event since his departure from Fox News. Following the event, I'm going to be joining Tucker on stage for an exclusive interview. And I'm going to be doing that just for our Blaze TV subscribers. Don't miss it. Make sure you uh, subscribe today. BlazeTV.com so you don't miss a moment. Head on over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn and use the promo code will not be censored. That will not be censored. You get $30 off your annual subscription. This is the biggest discount we've offered uh, ever, really. BlazeTV.Glen. Use the promo code. We will not, or sorry, will not be censored and save. Um, A lot of people are asking, why wasn't Trump invited? Trump was invited. This is something we're covering. Uh, It is the, um, the Family Leadership Summit. The Glenn Beck Program.